This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right, and we are on Line Dance Podcast and Move Radio. Let me pass the mic over to Megan Barsilio, who will give you a quick hello. Hello. That was a very quick hello. All right. Today we are going to be talking about a good number of things. Uh, one is that we have a new dance out. It is, uh, it's called Can't Walk Away, and it is 32 counts. It's four walls. We would say it's a high improver, low intermediate level uh, to the song Craving You by Thomas Rhett featuring Marin Morris. And this entire production process has been intense. We made some bullet points here for everything that we've done along this journey from about March 31st or April 1st to the present day. The present day is April 13th, 2017. Looks like a post just went up on the internet showing everybody what this demo looks like. That's exciting. All right, so huh, if anyone wants to go on Facebook for um, a, a little look-see at this new dance, it's on Line Dancer's Dream, the Facebook page. And if you go to my page, uh, which is facebook.com slash 2000 you can also see uh, where I am tagged there. It looks like, oh, there are going to be a few people that are tagged in this one because there were many people who were part of this process. And uh, also, I think it's important to to invite people to join our conversation on Facebook. So I'm going to make a quick post as I pass the mic over to Megan. If you could tell us uh, something about the Lion Dancer's Dream page. I think that that's new for a lot of people. Um, yes, actually. It's uh, something that I decided a few months back now that I really wanted to put out there. Because uh, I think it's really, really important to help promote people and dancers and choreography uh, one of the really good things I've noticed about our wonderful line dance community is we really do a good job of showing our appreciation and our support to others. Um, and I just kind of wanted to continue with that theory. So I created the page in which um, every week I try and post at least one, if not a couple dances to learn. And those are some that I've gotten like good feedback on or I myself have wanted to learn or have actually taken the chance to go through the step sheet. Um, and it's, it's a fun way for me to really just help, you know, put my uh, friends out there and as well as choreographers that I want to support. Um, anybody is welcome to post on it. It's as long as we keep everything positive and just, you know, showing our love to one another. Um, I think it's a great way to uh, span across and introduce more people to uh, different sides of the world, kind of like how we're in California right now. Indeed we are. It is a sunny day here in California. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a sunny day when we were recording for... For this demo video, <laughs> let's let's talk about what what this entire process entailed. So, uh, the general uh, beyond the specific of, of this particular dance that um, that we've created, uh, the general topic or theme for today is creating an entire dance from the very beginning of just hearing the song 
or being exposed to you know a new artist, new music, going to Spotify, how do you find a song? All the way to the dance is done. People are talking about teaching it in places. What's going on? So um, let's take this from the very beginning. How did we? How did we even find out about this song? Well, that was actually um, one of the things I love to do, just in general, is. I go on to Spotify every week, and they have a couple different radio stations in which you can discover new music, or it's the new release radar, or Discover Weekly. Um, This particular one I found on Discover Weekly, which is, from what I can understand, um, it's one that it's from new songs to old songs that they kind of base off of what you kind of like and what you've listened to and what you've given like a good response to and they try and give you some more information and I had heard this song actually I was on my way to meet you when I had heard this song and I really really liked it so I forwarded it to you and um it kind of went from there that was on April 1st I think I believe it was the Saturday and you had liked it, and we talk we talked about playing around with it at that point, and from there, uh, things just kind of took a life of its own. All right, so um, I remember we were at the car place. What was I getting? Like a smog check and an oil change, and we were just kind of standing around in the parking lot, um, and we were listening. Oh, uh, thank you for the reminder. (laughs) If there are any questions uh, that folks have or any comments that you'd like to make, there is an open thread on my Facebook page on uh, facebook.com. And you can look up Christopher Gonzalez or it's facebook.com slash senorzorro2000, S-E-N-O-R-Z-O-R-R-O-2000. I've had that username since about middle school. Um, And if you look for the post that says, we're live on Move Radio right now, join the conversation here in the comments and tune in on the TuneIn app, feel free to comment and... uh, yeah, if you have any input, then please feel free to, to comment right there. Um, so yeah, we were at that uh, that smog check location, listening to the song, waiting for my car to be done, and just kind of puttering around with the first preliminary steps. And that was on that Saturday, that was April 1st. Uh, nothing was on Copper Knob yet. We double-checked. Triple-checked. Tri- triple we triple-checked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it it had a good beat. It sounded all right. I I was familiar with Thomas Rhett from previous songs of his that I uh, I like, and Marin Morris I had only seen for the first time because of Fred Whitehouse and Niels Polson's new dance, uh, Drunken Dreams. I believe that was Marin Morris that does that song, <clears throat> the song for that. I'm not sure what is Whiskey Dreamin'. I think is the name of the actual song for that one, uh, and then the dance is Drunken Dreams. So, yeah, it seemed like a good one to to do something to. I mean, we had an open weekend ahead of us, and we hadn't attempted to to add any steps to our last project in a little while. So I think it was from that point that we went to campus, to Sonoma State University, and we put on the song. Um, we did it much differently this time from our... Our, our, our experiment with Chain to the Rhythm. Um, and with that, where we specifically told people, do not learn this dance, we were just creating sets of steps in advance. 
before even listening to the song, and this was on purpose to simulate what it would be like to rush a song out without thought and just kind of put generic movements together. This time we did the opposite and followed like all the actual good advice that we've received, which is, you know, feel it in your body. What does your body want to do? Where does it naturally flow to? And we also came prepared with whiteboard markers and uh, we had whiteboards on every wall so that if we had thoughts about, um, you know, what, what we wanted to keep, then we, we could uh, just jot it down real quick. Um, let's see, what was the, one of the first things we did was we marked it out to see where there might be potential tags or restarts, how long is each section, what are the sections, there's a pre-chorus, there's a verse, there's a pre-chorus, there's the chorus itself, and then there's all the ooh, that's post-chorus, and then it starts again. Um, and then once we had all the sections chunked out, we thought, okay, so this is probably like a 32 count dance. So then we broke it up into uh, one, two, three, you know, all the way to 32. And if we had, you know, if, if we kind of moved and we're like, oh, that's interesting. I don't think I've seen that in another dance before. And that feels really good there. Then we would write that in, in one of the spots that it felt like it might fit. Um, and also we added in places where we'd want to syncopate because there are some parts of the, the song that sound very syncopation friendly. And whatever we did in that spot, we would want to have syncopation for. So one of the things we did um, that we found that we actually really enjoy is on the whiteboard, we will, we will write you know the first eight count and we'll break it down one through eight, add in our ands or uhs or whatever the syncopation may be. And then we did that for each section of eight counts, as well as what we discovered was a four count tag. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that that really works having it broken out like that, because then we can look at it visually as well as hear it with the music. And it's something being a whiteboard, we can very easily erase it and put it somewhere else, make adjustments as needed. Um, it's definitely helped, I think, in our process, at least. Um, I really would love to know what everybody else does too. That would mm -hmm. be really cool. Um, and then I know I was in the process of copying down some of the words that hit in certain spots to see if maybe we wanted to do something lyrically or just make sure that it makes sense with what they're saying at the time. And that was when you um, were actually on the floor kind of playing around with the music and steps and I remember turning around and seeing essentially the first four counts of the dance and going ooh I really like that let's go from there and unlike our fun little process of chain to the rhythm mm. um, hashtag woke pop <laughs> which um, we actually did a whole completely different thing where we uh, we already picked moves that we wanted and we had to find where they fit. Mm -hmm. This time it was the opposite. It was, okay, what is the song telling us to do? Right. And, oh, and also I want to mention that we did it completely cynically thinking like, what steps are trendy right now? Oh yeah. What, what What's pop. popping up in a lot of other dances that we can draw from that, you know, et cetera. Yeah, that, that, that was for a hashtag woke pop. Yeah. Um, this... do, not, do not learn that dance. <laughs> yeah, no. That was a total experiment um, to see what it was like. And even if we could work together. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so back to Can't Walk Away. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you had come up with those first four counts, and so we just kind of built on it. And we tried a couple different things from there. And I know there was a couple times in which I was like, my body is telling me to do this. My body's telling me to do this. And you're like, okay, well, what if we try it this way? And we did. And then we went back to how I had had it. And then the next couple steps, I had something, and you're like, but my body's telling me to do this. This is this is where I want to go with this. And there was a lot of things that just kind of happened that way that we did very naturally with this dance. There is one genius thing that you pointed out that you were already naturally doing, uh, and that was for the rock, recover, and then turn uh, 180 degrees to behind you to the other wall um, and shuffle. And what? And, and f- immediately following that, one of the things that we liked, but we weren't sure if we were keeping at the time, was a full turn. So we had rock, recover, turn, half shuffle, full turn, and then mambo step. And one of the problems that I had with that, even though like at first blush, I thought, oh, this is great. You know, we got to shuffle. People are going to probably turn that into like a turning shuffle. And then, you know, if you want to do more turns after that, then you have the full turn. Um, after a while, though, after I like really just sat with it, I noticed that when I rocked and then I turned and I was shuffling straight forward, my momentum was going forward. I had to force myself to step the left foot around to do a full turn. I thought, I don't know, that kind of breaks up my momentum. Why did this feel normal when I wasn't like thinking about that as much? And you pointed out that what you do or what you were doing with that shuffle was you were rocking, recovering, and instead of turning straight back behind you and going into a forward shuffle, you kind of stepped out to the side for the first of the three counts in the triple and then together. And then you turned the last quarter at the last second, like the third count of your triple was where you did your quarter turn to that rear wall, which then naturally leads you into the next step of the full turn. And then the the last step of that full turn, because that's over two counts. And by breaking it up in that way and not rushing straight into the straight ahead movement, then it felt a lot more natural. And that's one of the things that like when making the step sheet or, you know, uh, having your own personal vision of, what you think you're writing and communicating, it helps you understand yourself better. Like, how do I do these things? Like, how do I move? And when you're able to communicate that to somebody else, then you can really get on the same page instead of just having a good disagreement and be like, no, this feels like it's going straight. No, this feels fine for me. Like, well, why does it feel this way? We can maybe both feel this and then see from there, where do we want to go? So I think we came up with a lot of um, a lot of clarifications really well in this process, uh, just in playing with the steps to see what are we experiencing and why is it so different for you? So that maybe a step isn't just wrong completely where there would be times when I would think like, mm, I, I just want to try this. Let me just try this. Cause I feel like this would really work. And then I do it. I'm like, Oh, it's terrible. Let's not do that. <laughs> so like even, yeah, like it didn't work for either of us, but there were some times when it, it it wasn't that like the step was wrong. It's just maybe I was doing it in a weird way that you didn't see that I was doing it, and and then I did it your way, and then all of a sudden it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a couple of movements like that um, for me as well. I had had um, one or two little issues with um, just stepping a certain way or like stopping my movement. That you're like, well, if you keep your weight here 
and then go into it. And once I tried that, that was a whole lot easier and it felt good and it was right. And then that made it so that while we were writing down the step sheet, which can be fun, can be difficult, can be absolutely exhausting. Um, hello, Mark. Um, hey, Mike Richard. He's, he's listening to us right now, as you can see on, on Facebook, uh, on that post where it says we're live on Move Radio. So, Mark G. Megan can't hear this you. This is Megan can't hear you. All right, let's switch to the other mic. Anyway, you were saying. Well, what I was saying was that um, there were several different movements that we needed to clarify, and it helped us clarify while we were actually in the process of writing down how to describe the step movements so that we could not lose track of it and decide that whether or not we wanted to keep it. And I'm not sure where your mic went. But we're, we're on an expedition looking for the other mic. <laughs> um, but uh, with that said, there was a lot of fun process experiments and just certain steps were absolutely no, we really don't want those other steps were, but this feels so right, and, you know, we want to keep it. Um, I know that there was one that we really questioned when it came to the um, the big step slide. Oh. We took that out, put it back in, took it out, put it back in. We moved eight or, like, four counts around to see if something else hit differently, but we just naturally really liked that slide, and it was a struggle to try and find the last couple counts to make it go back into the dance seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like that cat that you fall in love with that like comes up to your door and you're like, no, no, I know you're very fuzzy and, and soft and cute, but I can't keep you. I need to set you free. We're going to find something else that works better for this household. I can't really take care of this right now. And then... After you try out, you know, a bird and a fish and a gerbil, that cat comes back and it keeps pawing at your door. And you're like, oh, all right, we got to figure out how to make this work. <laughs> I'm going to switch over to the other mic now. We're going to see how that sounds. Kaboom. How's that sounding? Oh, I think that, I mean, looking at the levels, it looks very clear. I think that's, uh, that's going to be a good mic going forward for today. And we're going to mount this on our super duper fancy mic mount. A.K. a big seven meter, seven millimeter pencil. <laughs> Hopefully, you can hear us now, Mark. And you're very welcome for the shout out. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, any excuse for us to talk line dance is a, is a good one. Let's see. It says nothing at all back now. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that uh, we're still waiting. Hopefully, maybe. I think that. Uh, oh, there we That's go. That's better. Hooray! Yay! Gotta love these technical difficulties that we've experienced. Oh, yeah. um, at least this time we were smart enough to uh, keep the feed open so that we could see this in a shorter time span. Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, and what can you say about body rolls in this dance? No. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I do understand that certain times, certain songs, certain dances, the body roll hits very well. It's very satisfying and very pleasing. Mm-hmm. It actually helped get me into line dance. Um, Right, exactly. Um, And, yay, there you are. Okay. Um, And with that said, a lot of dances that I have fallen in love with over the year 
have had body rolls. So there's nothing wrong with them. I just knew that if I could avoid it in this particular dance, I wanted to. Because I wanted to push my expectation for the dance and my ability. Mm-hmm. Now, if I couldn't use a body roll, if I couldn't use this move, if I couldn't use that move, that made me actually think outside the box and not just settle for whatever I'm used to. And and in this case, this specific instance, it is a body roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and with taking out the ability to use certain moves, we came up with a lot of interesting hitting things such as our two count unwind. Mm. And when you unwind at that last second, it hits, it hits the music in such a fun way that like, it's probably one of my favorite points in the actual dance along with this particular song. It's very satisfying when watching back some of these demo videos that we recorded. Like, if we both hit it at exactly that point, it's real nice to see. No body rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, now with that said, though... Oh, and to, to give people context, uh, we're responding to, to Mark G, who agrees, no, no body rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so back to, like, the big slide. Yes. I know that it was one of those that we had actually done a few different moves building up to that point, and both of us at the same time went into some type of big slide, um, some big step with the dragging of the foot, like, and we were like, okay, well, that was funny, because both of us felt naturally that that's where it belonged, and so when we had trouble of making the counts work and figuring out what better to fill the spot with. We've tried so many different things and both of us were like, well, we really like where it hits and how it hits there. It just feels natural. That's what my body is telling me to do. That's what the song is telling me. And so from there, that was when we, we had found, um, that we were like, okay, those last two counts, it's been a couple hours now. Let's go ahead and just hold off, change the scenery. Let's go home. Let's, you know, go get dinner, go somewhere else, and we'll think about those last two counts. Um, At that moment in time, I actually reached out to uh, John Lieberman, and I said, here's what we have so far, we just can't figure out these last two counts. Um, At that time, it was rather late, so he, like a responsible adult, was um, heading to bed and offered that he'd look at it the next morning. Um, But in the meantime... Chris had come up with the last two counts. Yeah, like literally on the drive home at whatever in the morning. Um, yeah, it, we we were looking at some places where things could be turned into like walk walks, or we were you know looking at pop pops with knee knee pops, camel walks in different places. And yeah, in like the middle of the street outside my house, we tested something, and it seemed to fit really well and we wanted to try it later on like an actual smooth dance floor but like at the moment it seemed it seemed like what we needed yeah and um so from there we pretty much had the basis of our dance also uh, in addition to describing especially that big slide um as you know the the kitty that won't just leave you alone that eventually you have to adopt um I also described it to, to some folks at Sonoma State Line Dance Club yesterday as sort of like river rafting, where sometimes you feel like you're in control and you're paddling and you know where you're going, and sometimes the river is very much in control 
and you just have to adjust yourself to to go with it and and be in harmony with it and not smash into the rocks <laughs> at like however many miles per hour uh, or kilometers per hour if you're in the U- the UK and uh, and European and Australian regions. Anyway, um, sometimes dancing can feel like that as well, where if you're putting together things, you think, oh, I, I'm putting together these steps, so I am creating this dance. But then the dance just insists, no, here's what we're doing. You're like, oh, okay, that actually feels really old we'll that way. <laughs> and you just have to respect whatever you know the music and, and the beats are telling you you need to do. Yeah. Um, so we had, for the most part, all the steps written out on the whiteboard that we took a picture of. And then we had to add in those last two knee pops, also known as camel walks, which we had later learned. Um, and so at that point, I had actually, because I hadn't, I had never written a step sheet before, I had asked to actually be the one to type it up because I wanted that experience. Um, and that helped me also as well break down the steps and really specify how the body's sh- shifting and the weight and where your directions are moving. And it made me really think about how I not only put the steps together, but how I naturally dance them, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of a fun learning experience for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one fun little Easter egg for people who want to watch the demo video. Uh, if you look at the classroom right before the bridge of the song, on the whiteboard in the back, that is where we were actually writing. All, that that was recorded the night that we put all this together, and that was the whiteboard where we wrote anything that came to mind that we wanted to keep. So you can see, and even the title is still it's it's just tentatively craving you before we um, set it to can't walk away. Um, so yeah, that. That is like a little snapshot of the day that all of this came together uh, with the actual writing on the back. Also, for the structure of the final step sheet, uh, we got a lot of inspiration from Rachel uh, McEnany or Rachel McEnany White, uh, as she describes her double-barreled name, um, for you know, putting in you know where you face, uh, w- which walls you face uh, at the end of certain segments. She has really good template for how to put together. Uh, an informative step sheet, and that that's always helped me with uh, creating mine. I think ours uh, for this dance looks similar to something that she might create. Yes. So from there, um, I had at previous events had some very special conversations with several different individuals, um, in which they had offered that if they had the time, that they would be more than willing to give me feedback on any dance I come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, I want to certainly shout out to Joe Thompson, Szymanski, Amy Glass and Ruben Luna. Mm-hmm. They have been so helpful on any of these journeys that I've been on so far. Mm-hmm. And the sheer fact that they would take the time out of their busy day and their busy lifestyle to even just look at something we came up with, um, it's very humbling and very surreal at the same time. Um, so we nervously submitted our step stuff, our step sheet information and demo videos. Oh, um, and we also had a lot of feedback from Luann before we before we decided we were done. Oh, oh, we're not at that point yet. Okay, when you say submitted, I was thinking Kafarnov, but um, continue. 
No. Um, and then we had to wait for feedback. When we were submitting it to our friends for yes. their feedback. Okay. Yes. Um, we had also, as well as the uh, above-mentioned individuals, submitted it to um, Michelle Burton, mm-hmm. Brenda Chateau, mm-hmm. um, who else? Oh, Giard Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John O'Lieberman. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we submitted to anybody that we thought could even remotely take a moment to actually... Oh, yeah. That was a scary one. Um, We're looking at the list of names right now. Um, take a moment to really see our dance. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several individuals that I really did want to show this dance to. Um, however, one in particular because of the fact that I hold her in such a high regard and she's someone I would see in person. Um, it was really intimidating. I wanted to make sure we got a lot of good feedback before bringing it to her attention, um, uh, which is the lovely and talented cat painter. Um, I was very nervous to submit it to her for some reason. Um, and so we got slowly but surely each day we got a little bit more feedback. Um, a couple people suggested changing a few things in which uh, we both agreed that we wanted to at least try them out and like really see what they look like and if it would be better um, with what they suggested or if maybe we were inspired by something they suggested and go in a completely different direction. Um, I know me personally, I found that I just really got attached to how I felt during our movements and how our particular count setup worked. Um, I'm not sure about you. Well, that also um, takes into account that we had individual modifications for like the Mambo step, for example. Um, I think one of the first times we did it, we did that hop forward step back, like in main attraction, uh, where it could be described as a Mambo if you did it as seven and eight. But if you do and seven, step back eight, it hits the music in a different and interesting way. And sometimes that feels really good. Uh, So you ended up um, really falling in love with that portion. And then after doing just the basic mambo a few more times, I thought like, no, I can can actually kind of groove into this. Like I don't need the hop forward as much. So then I got a little bit more attached to that. We just ended up putting them both in the step sheet. We said, here's, here's what you would do if you're already familiar with a you know, mambo. This will just be the default. And then if you want to add a little style into it, um, especially because I think in that, in that neighborhood of, of the, the counts, he says something about like patient, like, um, you know, he's, he feels impatient or something like that. And we rush into the step. So it's like a metaphor. yes um and i I do know that like and going into that that same eight count um there's the full turn in which we made sure to put in that you could remove the full turn with a simple walk walk Mm -hmm. uh i know because of some of the classes we take as well as uh some of the classes we've we've taught uh some people just prefer to walk and some people prefer to turn or, or spin and spin in um Cammy's case. Mm-hmm. Um, That's uh, uh, Camille uh, Sheardown, and she's got some great dances out there on Copper Knob and Line Dancer as well. Yeah. Um, and so we, we liked having that those options for people, but we didn't also 
we didn't want to like overcrowd the dance with here's so many different variations you could do with mm. this and that. Um, I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing what some of the people come up with to add their own little flair or styling. Um, one of them is going to be Jono. Mm. I, I would very much like to see what he does with it. He's going to make it super sexy. <laughs> um, so from there, we just we waited for feedback and we adjusted things and we went back to original things and pretty much essentially the dance stayed the same uh, from the first night, regardless of how many different things we tried following that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did legitimately try like any feedback that we got to see how it felt. Yeah. And... I think that was one of the most important things for me was to make sure I thought really hard about the feedback that I was getting. Cause mm-hmm. other than that, why am I asking for feedback? Yeah. And so I wanted to make a point to actually try those. And you know, it just, it, there were some times where it really worked and sometimes where I could see where they were coming from. But for some reason I was just really attached or imprinted on what we had had. Mm-hmm. And, um, one uh, real quick um there were some notes that we got that would have made the dance perhaps more accessible by having the default steps be you know things like walk walks and whatnot and that is when you have to come to a like a personal decision of like if i if i make this really stripped down and and more accessible then yes it might get picked up in more classes but is it is it the dance that i fell in love with because if it's not I would rather have it be a higher, slightly, just slightly higher difficulty level with, you know, the actual steps that felt the best for us. And if fewer people enjoy it in the same way, then they can make modifications and they can do it in a way that um, that works for them. But like to give it its truest identity, I think um, sticking with how we felt with it um, was was the way to go for the final sheet. Yeah. Um so after all of that, that's when we started looking at what difficulty level to classify it as. Um, I know in other songs that I've heard that I, on the radio and that I've listened to that I've considered choreographing to or are, or are actually on my wish list or I've started, um, sometimes I hear the song and go, this would be a super cute beginner dance. Um, sometimes I hear the song and be like, I don't know if I could make a beginner dance to this with how many times it needs to be phrased out to really hit each of the spots in a, a satisfying manner. Um, it's going to have to be more intermediate advanced level. Um, and for that, I generally just kind of see where the song feels and then like what steps I come up with as to if I want to try and make this a beginner dance versus an intermediate um, this particular one, we just, the steps came, they, they were just there. And after that, after trying all the feedback, then we were like, okay, looking at what steps are on this sheet and that there is a restart and there is a tag. What do we consider this as? Mm-hmm. Um, we did ask around to a few people and saying like, you know, we were leaning more towards high improver, low intermediate, maybe intermediate, in general, just so this way, like we thought, like if you shoot a little bit higher in the level of difficulty, if people get it easier, then you know it's just that much more enjoyable for them because then they feel like they've gotten a harder dance, um, and it's better than if we called it a beginner and it really be an intermediate. Um, 
And so from there, we kind of got some feedback and decided that for the most part, it's going to be a high improver, low intermediate dance, um, just because of a couple of the syncopations and the restart and the tag. Turns. Um, and then the fact that there's turns and unwinds. Um, the vaudeville step, I think, jumps it up too. Mm. Um, and then from there, that is when we uh, decided that we were going to ask someone with a lot of knowledge on step sheets mm. for some potential feedback. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um how would you describe it? Instructor to the stars? There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, Luanne Schemmel. She is amazing, and she has such a, a wealth and depth of line dance-specific knowledge. Uh, she was highly recommended to us for you know, a, a person to submit a step sheet to before putting it out in the world, and that was definitely an excellent choice to make. Uh, she gave us lots of very helpful feedback and detailed and specific ways that we could phrase what we were trying to get across so that it would be understand uh, un, the most understandable possible for the you know uh, wide number of people who are potentially going to be looking at this. Yes. Um, I know that there was a couple specific spots that I had mentioned to her in submitting her the rough draft step sheet that I said, okay, this right here, we weren't exactly sure how to word it or... Is it a vaudeville step versus a heel jack? Is this a turning box square or a turning jazz box? Or I mean, how do we specify this? And um, either she had already had the knowledge or she so graciously took some extra time and found out um, specifically since we step this way first and then go into that, um, this is technically what it's called, which... Uh, allowed us to learn as well, such as the forward-moving knee pops are actually called camel walks, which I did not know. Um, So that was definitely gracious on her part, and we are so, so, so grateful to her for that. Um, Because I know most people, like, from what I've gotten feedback-wise, the step sheet is the worst part. Mm. Um, (laughs) All the rest of it is the fun part, but the actual typing it out and, like, really specifying what to call what and where your weight is and the fact that she was willing to look at our video and then be like, well, this is what you're doing in the video, so I would specify it this way. Um, Truly amazing Mm. and such a good heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, And also, for people who want to see what the original step sheet looks like, we we do have it on Google Docs. we submitted it to Copper Knob, we submitted it to Line Dancer, and uh, the original is still available on Google, my, my Google Drive where I uploaded it. And um, that version you can print out and it ends up just being one page. Everything fits on it very neatly. Um, so you can see uh, also any things that we might need to edit. Uh, if, if for whatever reason we dropped a comma or something, we can update that copy like live we just added a link to the demo video which we only uploaded last night so that uh that's like the living copy of the step sheet for anybody who wants to track that down okay so i am going to propose this question to you okay from there Mm -hmm. having the step sheet what it is Mm -hmm. and recording our very very rough draft Mm -hmm. demo video in the classroom Mm -hmm. and the one time um, in the building that we use for Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Mm-hmm. How did we come up with the idea for the demo video? Oh, gosh, that is a, that is a good question. 
So yeah, the demo video ended up being like 12 different locations. <laughs> um, and we also had one recording at Stoney's because we had done the first two uh, at Sonoma State and they were just kind of very simple ones, but I wanted to see what it would look like under the lights and all that stuff. And also they just have a really nice dance floor. Uh, what would have been the next one? Oh, we, we did one um, chronologically. What would have the next one been? Our Decision Day? Did we do a Decision Day after that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we also had a performance um, scheduled and some tabling on April 8th with Sonoma State Line Dance Club. And we brought the GoPro because we were just going to be recording the performance. And we did the performance. That's I guess we're going to upload that to the, the club's YouTube page at some point. Uh, but there was also a little bit of room in front of the table. So we were going to show the folks at club the dance and we thought, well, hey, we got the GoPro. Let's uh, let's record us a little segment. So we recorded yet another, like the fourth demo video of us doing it uh, there at Sonoma State in in their gym. I guess it was their basketball court or something where everybody had their tables out promoting various clubs. And so that made, at that point, four different demo videos that we had. I, I think it was that same day that we kept driving around and it we were was. Like, let's film one here. Let's, oh, this would be a really cool place to film one. Oh, and we can use the stage at uh, Sonoma, or not, uh, Katati, uh, where they have the plaza and the farmer's markets. Because um, we needed also, like, one good, clean, up-close version. So I think at that point we were still looking at, let's do one here because this will make for a good single video. And then after thinking about all the different places that were nearby on such a nice sunny day that we could drive to... Um, yeah, we ended up going to the pier at Roberts Lake and then three different locations on Gravity Hill, including sneaking through some barbed wire <laughs> and dodging the cow pies uh, to overlook the valley. And I guess there's like Santa Rosa way off in the distance for that one. And then in the middle of the road, uh, dodging like potholes and things and, and cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one has a view of Petaluma, which is actually two cities away from Santa Rosa. This Gravity Hill is a very tall place. Um, one person actually, as they were driving through and saw us dancing, he looked at me and said, you should teach her better. (laughs) Okay, we'll do that. See, I guess we we're setting a bad example for people by dancing hazardously in the middle of the road. Uh, so let's see, we use that location. Uh, We already knew that we wanted to, if possible, record at, um, the Wine Country Line Dance Social and that we did, uh, the following Sunday. Uh, we were also able to use the Green Music Center at a couple different spots in the yes. outdoor in front of the trees area and then at yeah. night in front of the building when it was all lit up in blue. Because Sonoma State's colors are blue and white. Uh, so we had the blazer and you had my 49er jacket. Um, some of the wardrobe changes were to, even though most of these were filmed on the same day, <laughs> most a lot of the wardrobe changes were for uh, variety to make it look a little different from scene to scene. Some of them were functional because it was very cold <laughs> late in the day yes. and, and the layers were appreciated. <laughs> uh, let's see, where was, were, were there any others, any other major ones that you can think of? Uh, well, you know, I actually still have, that's one thing I am very grateful I have is uh, a laptop that made all of this, this production possible. Um, so I, I'm able to store all my, my files I think here. That's about it. So let's see. Yeah, it looks like we got the road, we got the valley, we got the pier, we got the GMC, uh, we got the classrooms. Yeah, I think that might have just been just yep. about everything. Uh, 
I, I highly recommend uh, investing in the equipment that you need when you have a, a very specific vision. Because we probably could have done some of this to some extent on our phones. Oh, but God. It would have it would have been very different and probably would have been way stripped down. But there was something that uh, after a while we thought we are capable of doing this with the tools that are available to us. So we would really just kind of be holding ourselves back if we didn't go all the way. Uh, looks like you have something to say about that. Yeah, and that's actually a special shout out to Rebecca Lee. Absolutely. Um, I know we have fallen in love with her videos mm-hmm. from way, way, way back when. Um, and I feel like she's just, she's really stepped up the game and started to give what I know uh, Chris has described, and I fully agree, is something that the line dance community deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, we deserve a higher quality production. We deserve to show that, you know, this is not just, you know, something that you do in your kitchen, which those demos work just as well. I don't know how many I've learned off of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really fun trying to come up with locations and new ideas as to, like, putting out a little bit more into the community um, just for the shake of, you know, we deserve to have nice things because we're awesome. And it's it's one thing to tell people, I I love Lion Dance. This is how it makes me feel, and you can do it anywhere. But then if all <laughs> they see online is like some poorly lit fluorescent thing where you're looking at the floor, and that is that is supposedly what's representing the way you feel about it. Um, this I think does a great job of capturing like how this dance and just generally line dance overall makes us feel like we look happy because we are, and we are shooting everywhere because line dance can be done everywhere. I don't re- recommend on top of hills though, or in the middle of the road during traffic. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I know that was a really fun part of this whole process from start to finish. As much fun as like coming up with the dance itself was and how much we've learned is the challenge of where to film next. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, we'd had a couple different um, spaces that we had used and we're like, you know what would be fun is what if we just had a bunch of videos spliced together? Mm-hmm. Um, well, then we had to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure out where to dance and... Um, what colors would be really cool, and since it's sunny out, where we could go, um, since we could be outside at that point. I know I've always loved um, that pier at Roberts Lake, and so I was like, I really want to see what we can do on the pier. Um, It was fun. It was challenging. Um, It shook the camera. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of of, uh, camera shaking because we had to record on the dock where we were at. Um, but I felt like it gave a really good contrast to some of the other places we had actually had already, uh, filmed. Mm -hmm. Um, also one thing I was very grateful for, for this process was that every step along the way for this one, as compared to say our experiment with chain to the rhythm, which was stressful and laborious and we just wanted to be done after a while with this, even when we were doing work, like the long work of, finishing the step sheet which it almost seemed like we were procrastinating a little bit on because like we kind of knew what we had to fill out but then like uh, it takes time and then like getting the last couple counts and like that was so much suffering it's like it's two counts and it <laughs> broke the entire dance trying to figure out like taking chunks out and rotating this part putting it over there like 
all of it, like so much of this, like the editing, the filming, um, even putting it out there and you know like, sharing it with people, like everything feels like it has its own uh, department of work, and somehow with this process, this specific dance that we've worked on, every every department has had its fun points. Oh yeah. And like finding the outtakes during the editing process or making you crack during the filming process <laughs> in the first 32 counts as we wait to start the, the downbeat. Um, you know, the step sheet trying to, to jigger things around a little bit and change margins and, and figure out how we want to describe it um, while also leaving room on the sheet for things like thanks. Because um, we probably could add more room if we didn't include you know that extra line, but we needed it. Like that was so necessary to to express our appreciation to all the people who helped. Um, so like everything along the the way had some fun to it, so that it didn't always feel like the twelve hours of work that like the editing was. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there was there were certain points in each area that oh man. They, they were tough. Mm -hmm. They were really, really tough. Um, I know the dancing on the hill one, um, it was really hard to dance, not only in grass, but on the hill, and there was potholes and rocks. It had rained, so the grass was wet. Yeah, um, and but we knew how cool the shot was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, we probably did that one like two or three times at least. And the, one of the nice things with that was that we knew... Even though we might be filming for four minutes or eight minutes or however many, uh, we only needed like a good 16 seconds or something, you know, whatever we finally ended up using because we weren't using the entire video for any of these locations. We just had to have enough of a sample so that we could draw from a few seconds here and there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it made that process so fun and so engaging and... I really don't think I'm going to forget that because mm -hmm. of how those memories at each location, there was something about it that um, just made it that, oh, yeah, we had to almost, you know, step in a cow pie mm -hmm. and avoid that or remember how uh, we almost slipped there mm -hmm. or how the, you know, the camera shook on the pier or um, when you said this funny thing there or, you know, and each... Each location has its own fun memory for me that not only do we have on, on you know, the rough draft cuts of each of the full length um, videos, but it, it's not something I'm going to forget anytime soon. And that really made it worth it um, when it came to this process. It's very much a, the journey versus the destination thing. It wasn't... Um, 100% about just, you know, producing something and then achieving some result. Like, we enjoyed all the things that we had to do along the way, even when some steps took longer than others. Yes. Um, now, with that said, though, mm -hmm. there was several times during the start-to-finish process that I know I questioned... Um, what were we doing? Why were we even doing this? Who, who did we think we were? Mm -hmm. um, I know in one of the times that I had mentioned to somebody that we had a dance that we had choreographed to this song and we would love for their feedback, um, one individual sent me back, oh, that's so funny. I, I've choreographed a dance to this. Um, 
instantly my heart sank mm-hmm. instantly because it was it was one of those where it was like why would anybody want to do my dance over this individual's mm-hmm. what and so i started questioning myself and i started doubting myself and then i started asking myself why did i do this in the first place mm-hmm. was it because i wanted it to be out there was it because i wanted something to dance to was it because I needed the experience. What, what was my original reason as to why I wanted to choreograph to this song? Mm-hmm. And after probably about, I'd say like 15, 20 minutes of really contemplating that, I remember looking over at you and saying, you know what? Regardless of who releases a dance to this, if it's just you and me dancing it, that's fine by me. We should do it anyways, because we love this dance. Clearly, with the fact of how many times we had recorded a demo video for it, and how many times we had um, listened to the track, and we're still not sick of it, we really like this song, and we really like this dance. So if nothing else, at least it'll be something that you and I could share. And, yeah, that definitely that came up at least three times that I can think of, where, like, first... We found out that somebody was planning to release a dance, and of course, you know it makes sense. It's a it's a good song, popular artist, and they are more experienced um, with teaching in a different part of the state. So I saw that and I thought, okay, well, there goes that part of the state, probably. And uh, then there's the person that you mentioned. I thought, all right, well, that's probably going to be the dance in that area where that that dance will likely be taught. And then a major international choreographer came out with one. I thought, okay, well, there goes the circuit. <laughs> and it was just like one thing after another. But like you said, like, you know what? We like this dance that we've created. You're right. If we're the only people doing it off in the corner, it'll just be a tiny little floor split. <laughs> That's fine. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we, it, it's sort of like a, almost like a third member of the family or something where, <laughs> where like we, it came to be in these last couple weeks from nothing. Like there was nothing. This dance didn't exist a couple weeks ago and now it's there and maybe other people are going to get to dance it too. Like it's almost like it's blood related to us. So we can take it with us anywhere we go. And you know, even, um, even if we go to some event and people, other people are doing somebody else's dance to that song, you could almost see ours like sitting down invisibly on the side and we can go over there and pick it up off its chair and be like, Hey, you want to dance with us? And then we can do that. dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking about, um, in the idea of like where it would be done or where it could be done or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly but surely over the what, 12 days now that we've had this dance, like for a while there, it felt like we had this secret that only a few people knew about because we were waiting for feedback. Mm-hmm. And each day we added like one or two more people into the know and got more feedback. Mm-hmm. And each time, whether it was, I really liked this or this doesn't hit quite as well that I thought it would. Um, you Maybe you could try this. Like either way, like each time I got that notification that they had responded to it, I was so excited to see what they had to say because I wanted to, I genuinely wanted to know what they heard, what they saw, what they thought, if there was anything to change because 
after a while, I had so much pride in it that I wanted to make sure if I release it, there is a chance that some random person's going to pick it up and dance it, and I want them to enjoy it. I want it to be good in a sense of not only representing us and something that we're proud of because we have fun doing it, but if it's going to be out there, I want it the best that it could be. Mm-hmm. And so I was really excited each day when I got a new person's response um, to the point of there was a couple people in what they mentioned. I was so overcome with gratitude and just shock at what they had to say that, you know, like, I mean, I remember I couldn't hug Kat enough. Mm-hmm. Anytime she said something, whether it was, you need to specify this, or make sure this, or make sure that, or this or that, or, like, I really liked this part, I hugged her. And I was like, I don't know how to say thank you each time. So it, I'm really glad that most of our response was over some type of text form, mm-hmm. because I probably would have been hugging them, too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, <clears throat> sort of, un, maybe less spoken about aspect uh, in, in the line dance world that I think that this really uh, helped demonstrate um, c- kind of along the lines of journey and destination. Um, it's, it's been a process of kind of building those friendships because I have in theory friends from high school that I've known forever that I don't see very often. And I know that like, you know, if we, if we were in the same area, we'd get together and, you know, chat and catch up and all that. But the last time that we were all regularly around each other was years and years ago. When you have that kind of friendship in theory, it's not really built on anything recent and, and, um, and that you can point to. Whereas your neighbor or, you know, your classmate or something, um, you know, you see them drinking some energy drinks. Then the next day you bring them an extra one because you have the same ones in your cabinet. And then, they give you the notes one day. Like those little things, those little ways you help each other out, those build the friendship. And it's the difference between somebody that you say that you're friends with that you never really interact with and somebody that you don't even notice. Oh, wow, we're actually kind of friends now. <laughs> like I thought we, they were just my neighbor, just my classmate. But really, like we've been making small talk and like catching up about each other's dogs and stuff like the last year, I guess we like each other. <laughs> so, like having having this um, this you know feedback and uh, encouragement from folks that like you know maybe a year ago we didn't know at all. Like it's these me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in case the mic didn't pick that up, I said me specifically. I didn't know line dance could be what it is a year ago. Yeah, like all of these are opportunities to to really show the person how you feel and like that you really do appreciate them. Because like you can say about a person, it's like I've heard this about compliments as well. Like if you tell a person, um, you know, you you are a good looking person, and then the next day you tell them you are a good looking person, and like, it's 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 fine, but it's not very specific. But then, like, if you tell a person, "Wow, I really like how those earrings go with your eyes," and I really like what you did with your nails the next day, and so on, like those little things across time mean more than just a general statement overall. So we can tell somebody like Joe, "You're so inspiring." Like the way that you are as a human makes us want to be better people. 
Um, like we can say that, and that's a very general thing. But now we have something that's like gives her a little variety from what she hears from us. So it's like, not only are you just great overall, but thank you so much for helping us with this specific thing. And then maybe in a month, it'll be some other specific thing because we'll be like, I don't know, trying to go to Pike's Peak event in Colorado and maybe she'll find some really good deal on flights and then we can thank her for a different thing. Like, just really show her in different ways all the, the ways that we like her. And that applies to... I mean, all the people on our on our on our list on the step sheet, you know, the people that we like and care about, um, you know, having them help gives us an open to tell them thank you just for being you and for being in our lives, and also specifically for this thing. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, one of the hard things in deciding was who to send for feedback. Mm-hmm. Um. It was challenging to figure out, okay, well, these few people have always, I asked prior, and they say, yes, anytime, just send it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple people, we just kind of took a chance and was like, well, if you have a moment, we would love to get your feedback. Uh, but there's so many amazing people, so many amazing dancers, instructors, and choreographers out there that it was like, well, they would like the song, maybe they like to dance, but would we be inconveniencing them or um, by like pursue, pursuing a feedback with them? Or um, do we have a, a strong enough you know relationship that this isn't like out of left field, awkward? And so like there were so many people that we wanted to submit to, but we were kind of like, at the same time, how, how many to submit to? When is enough feedback enough? Mm -hmm. Um, When is it, okay, now you're just really second guessing yourself, just go with it. Or how, how much of it is uh, you really need to work on this and this. So who else can give you more feedback that you might not have thought of something else. Um, And that was a challenge for me to like really pick and choose who to send it to, because I wanted anybody who would look at it to give me any kind of feedback. Mm Um, sort of semi-related, and uh, I was thinking about it when you were talking about Luann earlier, uh, was the idea that it's not the mountain that wears you down, but the pebble in your shoe. If there's one tiny little thing in your step sheet that you think no one's going to notice, and, well, I know the dance, so I'll just kind of describe it well enough for me, and that'll be fine. Maybe no one will, maybe no one will say anything about it. That will come back. <laughs> And, yes. and and rub your ankle raw, as the pebble in your shoe will do. I noticed that in the editing process for the, the uh, final demo as well, uh, which we were, haven't, haven't talked a whole lot about. It, uh, it was the editing and, and everything that went into that. Uh, if you watch it once through and you think, hmm, you know, that's like, ah, it's like a tenth of a second off. It's hardly noticeable. Uh, we could just leave it in and put it out tonight. You could do that. And you think, well, I only watched it the one time. But if you watch it a whole bunch of times, that's going to nag at you. And you're going to think, I could have fixed that. I could have taken 20 extra seconds and really made that look the way it was supposed to. But now it's going to be that way forever, for every one of the thousands of plays that it might get around the world. And same with the step sheet. Like You might think you know it, so you don't need to explain it any further. And maybe it's called this, maybe you're not sure, 
who really who really nitpicks over that kind of thing? Well, somebody who was going to teach your dance might nitpick over that sort of thing, and they don't want to teach their class wrong, so you better fix it. <laughs> like, the, the tiny little problems that seem so tiny when you only look at them once get magnified the more people see it and the more exposure a single person has to it. Yeah. So really take the time, fix the tiny little thing, and even if after a while, after a few hours and hours and hours, it seems like those tiny little things are adding up and teasing you, <laughs> fix them anyway. <laughs> Take the time. One of the things that I was concerned about was that like the longer we wait, the more other, people dan- other people's dances are going to come out to this song, and then people are going to imprint on the first one they learned, and they won't want to learn any other ones to that song because you know they already have a dance for it. That's the one they learned. And to some extent, that's true. Like, you wouldn't want to wait so long that it's just the song's irrelevant. But, like, it's only been two weeks. Like, we could take an extra day or two, and we did. Like, when we needed to, we did. We redid some stuff completely uh, in the editing process because that's what needed to be done. And in the end, the dance should stand on its own. Uh, This was made clear, especially uh, during the whole release party of Shape of You with everybody around the world uh, coming up with their own version. Uh, some people came up with one you know, a couple months ago and didn't release their step sheet until recently. People will still learn that dance if it's a good, fun, enjoyable dance. Uh, just because 20 other people came out with theirs first, um, if, if those aren't the dances that somebody resonates with and they really want to wait for your step sheet to be released, they will wait and they will learn yours if it's a good dance. So I had to remind myself of that while other people, you know, five or six dances were coming out on Copper Knob and we still didn't have our demo out yet. I just had to remember, it'll stand on its own. People can make the choice if they want to, to learn one of the ones that's already out and also learn ours and then decide from there which one they want to do. Oh, also, before I forget, one of the things I also had to remember when seeing other people release theirs was that however it is that we feel when we see somebody else come out with a dance and we're like, oh, man, like, ah, like, that's less attention that ours gets or, like, that's less of a chance people will want to do ours because somebody else has... We're doing the same thing to them. That gave me a, a real exercise in compassion, like, thinking... That it, it, it's like when you're in traffic and you think everybody else is traffic. No, you are also traffic. <laughs> when you have one dance among the many that are out, you are causing that same effect of anxiety and worry and insecurity on everyone else who has a dance to that song. So there's nothing wrong with the other people. They are not your enemies. There's nothing wrong with you know them coming out with a dance uh, to that song. Uh, you're all in it together. You all felt something. You all heard something in the music and your individual expression of it is just as valid as anybody else's. If people want to learn yours, then they'll learn yours. If they don't, they'll learn someone else's, and that's that's not something that should discourage you from expressing and voicing what you felt about that song in dance. Yeah, I mean, I know there was a couple times in which... Um seeing the releases out there, I was kind of like, oh, okay. There's one more. And I think more of that wasn't along the lines of when it came to the releasing on Copper Knob, it wasn't so much of a that's one less that someone's going to do ours for so much as a, oh, great. 
that's one more we've can you know that we've contributed to the mess of here's mm-hmm. 20 dances to this song who do we choose which i know is a huge question for and an issue for a lot of people yeah uh when i first heard this like it was not really anywhere and this was just a couple weeks ago then it gets done at what the acms i'm like oh that's not gonna help <laughs> <laughs> and now there are gonna be a whole lot and now i feel like i i mean i love what we made and i have loved everything about this process uh, along the way but if i had known this was going to be one of those sort of like can't stop the feeling all about that bass kind of songs i might have thought mm, I, I don't need to participate in this i'll just do dances to songs that no one has a dance to and at the time no one did so i thought we were safe yeah which which does <clears throat> definitely put into perspective um how some of the issues come along mm. um with having 20 dances to the same song mm-hmm. um Especially seeing as the people that I've seen releasing these dances, or at least making note um, to advertise via social media-wise, they heard it pretty much right around the same time we did, within a, a day or mm. the same day. So, you know, it was it was fair game to just about anybody at that point. Um, I'm assuming most of them probably checked Copper Knob too, since they all submitted to Copper Knob and saw that there wasn't anything out there. So. Mm. You know, it was one of those, like, I might as well do this now because it's a great track. And mm. um, like we had said earlier, you know, like the dance just kind of made itself. Like, I would love to be like, oh, yeah, we put this and that and this and that into it. But at the same time, you know, like it was more or less along the lines of this is what felt right. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't know if I can give the song the credit or if I could give us the credit for that mm. because it, again, just felt right. It felt mm. like what needed to be done. Um, as for the video editing, mm. <laughs> um, one, mad props to you. Mm. Uh, two, mad props to Rebecca <laughs> because watching you guys and what little bit I could help during this process... Um, I mean, oh gosh, that's a lot of work. Also, um, when people were asking, uh, you, you posted a few clips of during the editing process, and somebody uh, asked, like, why did it take so long? A lot of this was learning on the job, so to speak. Like, I had used Windows Movie Maker, <laughs> which is a very basic program, uh, that I then thought, well, okay, um, I have Acoustica Mixcraft, and it is capable of doing some video editing in its latest version. So I tried that and then I found out, wait a second, I I can only load like two video clips in the same timeline and then it crashes. So then I thought, okay, well, what else is out there? And then I found out my laptop has a built-in video editor. Great. I open that up and I try to add all the video tracks. We have 12 of them. It can handle four. <laughs> so then I look around and uh, online there is a, a 30-day trial version of video. Uh, was it movie studio, Vegas movie studio? And that has been amazing. I wish I, I mean, there's, I can't say I, I, I wish it's, I mean, I had to learn somehow, but the learning process for all of this, I did so many things the long way because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have enough education to know there was a short way. <laughs> That's one of the things that I hope uh, line dance podcast and, you know, move radio are able to do is, um, make things like the choreography process faster for people because they don't know necessarily what they're doing. They don't. They have to derive everything completely on their own. That things that already exist that other people figured out a long time ago. So if we can give people those shortcuts, then 
yeah, um, they they can start putting out videos like this. They can do choreography. They can do instruction. They can not make all the mistakes that we did in order to get to you know the eventual point of kind of knowing what we're doing. So yeah, I started um, editing the clips. Okay, to give people an idea of like if I were to do this again, how did I do this uh, with like some of the software that's on the computer? First of all. I would make such an effort to easily hear <laughs> the music in the video recording and make yes. sure that it's synced up. And one of the things I'm even thinking about doing is just including, like, uh, you know how in uh, movies they have that clapper thing? Um, that's used to synchronize the video audio with the uh, microphone recorded audio. That way they can just look on the timeline and see where the clap happened. It's a very distinct sound. And they just align those so everything afterwards follows. Because sometimes people speak kind of quietly um, in the video because the video camera might not have the best uh, microphone on it. And then you don't know where you are. You have to eyeball it. You have to say, well, it looks like he's doing the swivel there. That's where it should happen in the music. And it ends up being slightly off. And it's all very frustrating to be just that little bit off and have to jiggle it around until it's just right. That's what took a lot of this time. Um, so I would sync up the video audio with our master music track. And that helped immensely. Uh, I knew that going into it, that was going to be like the long way was individually dubbing the master track over all of the videos in Acoustica Mixcraft. However, that was worth it to me because Mixcraft has an excellent audio editor. I could see the waveforms of the music in both the video and in the master track very clearly, and I could synchronize them like to each spike in the music. Uh, if I had tried to do the synchronization with the master track in our video editor, we kind of could have, but it's not as robust. It's not as detailed. It's really meant for video. So you look at the audio track and you kind of see where it lines up, but it's not as clean. So uh, we first created dubbed full-length demos of all of the videos that we shot and then saved them so that when we then later on opened them in the video editor, and here's where we made another huge mistake. I almost don't want to mention it because I don't want anyone to learn it this way, but uh, we we trimmed the... Uh, okay. Uh, mathematically, we <laughs> looked at where 32 counts of music should be. So we would say, okay, there's the downbeat for this one, and there's the downbeat 32 seconds later, or 32 beats later, and... Then there's the downbeat for 32 after that. So looking at a few different samples of these 32-beat um, segments, what is the average length of any 32-beat segment? And then we went into the individual videos that we recorded, and we cut the 32 counts out that we wanted and thought, okay, good. So we'll just take that 32 counts, um, trimmed at this end at this end, and we'll put them in the video editor. So we did that. And we did that for, oh, I, I don't know, the first, how how many segments are in the beginning when it's cutting to each each bit of us standing around? Um, I had to redo all those. Because as it turns out, by cutting it exactly on the beginning and the end, 
you actually, when you put it in the video editor, end up with gaps. Yes, you do. So <laughs> we were so careful and so precise <laughs> and we had to redo everything. <laughs> And what we would do differently, as it turns out, is um, you can go into the video editor and mark those same places on the timeline where the 32 counts should begin and end. And you can get that down to like four counts and two counts even. And when you set a marker, you can have a clip that's slightly longer than the 32 seconds or the 32 counts, drop it into that slot, line up the waveforms because the master track waveform should look exactly the same as your demo video waveform, uh, having dubbed the, the master track over the demo video previously. And then there's going to be some extra at the beginning and the end of the marker. You drag it, it clicks into place, you don't have to think about it, you don't have to do any more math from that point on, and everything looks perfect when it's done. If I had known that the first day, this would have been done a couple days ago. But anyway, that's that's how we ended up doing uh, the video synchronization for all these different clips. And thank you, Mark. <laughs> oh, let's take a look at... Uh... Oh, yay! Okay, so big shout out to Mark G, who is going to be playing this on Sunday in the chart show. Hooray! That's exciting. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yes, uh, we selected the clips. That was another thing. It would have been real nice... If we could have just lined up every <laughs> spot in the demos with the spot in the music, but there were many places, especially on the hillsides, <laughs> where 8 counts or 16 counts or 32 counts did not work. We were slipping, we were tripping on things, um, the sun was not even out until like three quarters into the, the clip where we're uh, looking over the valley. Uh, so we would then have to just kind of clip from later in the dance and transplant something to earlier. Yeah. And then, as it would turn out, like you would have three different clips that work perfectly during this segment where we're starting the wall at 9 o'clock, and then we would have no clips that work 16 counts later. Yep. <laughs> so that was a lot of juggling, and um, that also encourages me to, in the future for demos... Make every wall count because you never know where you're going to need that wall in the video editing process later. If only one 16 count works for the entire video, then it really forces you into shaping it around what the video wants and not what you want necessarily. It would have been really cool if we could have like had every video perfect so that you know certain transitions happen from this place to this place to this place, but we didn't have that luxury because the, the demos were not all 100% best quality every wall. And that's just something to think about also for the future. <clears throat> and that was another thing, like having us have to agree on which clip to use. Like, oh, wait, no, I looked down there. Oh, wait, no, we slipped there. Or, I did oh, too much of a turn and it was on the wrong foot. You know, it's like, oh, I went off, I went off the camera here or... Um, there was one that we decided to use in which I do the optional removing of the turn, but it's like the only time that that shows up in the video. So it was like, okay, but this is a really good take. It worked. Let's just go ahead and use it because it is in the step sheet. So it does show people that there is a variety to it. And that was a problem. Sometimes I would do things that weren't in the step sheet and I didn't want anybody to accidentally learn it that way. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, like, there was just certain things that, like, really, ha- we had to, like, okay, pros and cons to this clip. Does it fit here? Does it fit there? Where would it fit, fit better? As well as, well, this one turned out really, really good, so we can pretty much use just about any section of it. So let's wait to look at that one and find the few that, okay, well, okay, those 16 counts, that that's it, because that's all that works, because otherwise we're slipping or falling or, you know, spinning. And people cross in through the frame. Yeah, or, um, yeah, exactly. Decision day, we had people, you know, because we were filming it at a tabling event, um, so people were walking past us, so it was like, okay, well, yep, there goes half the video. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it worked out that we decided to do them in 16 count sections. Um, because of this fact, mm-hmm. because otherwise half of the videos we wouldn't have been able to use. Mm-hmm. Also, um, fun little exclusive insider information for anybody who's looking carefully at the demos. In addition to the whiteboard, we also have our name tags from Miss Luanne Chamel. Yay! Uh, they say Orange County Dance Connection. They have a little picture of an orange with a top hat and a lot of sparkles and then our names. Uh, there are also clips in which I'm wearing... My Have Fun Go Mad t-shirt, and you are wearing your Have Fun Go Mad t-shirt. Separate clips. Yes, separate clips. Um, I'm wearing my Big Bang uh, event t-shirt in one of the clips as well. Uh, We are both wearing our dancing with Brent, line dancing with Brenda shirts at the Wine Country Line Dance Social. I have my boots and buckle, I have my boots and buckles little pin as well to represent Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So we definitely sprinkled in, oh, and also our Wine Country Line Dance bags. We have those in, in some clips as well. So we, we definitely uh, wanted to include as many of the line dance influences in our lives that we could, um, like very visually. So you feel free to hunt around for those wherever you might see them. Yeah, uh, certainly one of the fun things I think we decided that we're going to do is any video demos that we record from here on out, um, we're going to have one or two little spots in which, like, for instance, the Wine Country line dance bag shows up, and it's kind of kind of be your, like, okay, where is it this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, where's Waldo? Or in other countries, where's Wally? I think that's what they call <laughs> um, also, a note from the editing. Uh, we originally had intended to finish out the video with more eight-count cuts from different parts of you know the the location demos, and then a combination of things happened. One, we thought, well, we know that we're technically able to do this. We were able to do it with the rest of the video. And then I thought about how Rachel never finishes her videos. She she fades out before the end of the song and says, thanks for watching. And I used Perfect to wonder, was like, yeah, like why, why is that? Um, and then I thought, well, if we treat this video like it's a performance, then it begins and ends and that's it. Like this is all it was for. But we cut it off right when it's getting real good. The final chorus, the final post-chorus. And what it does, I think, is it invites other people to finish the story for themselves. It kind of leaves the ending to their imagination. I know that when I do some of these really high-energy dances, it's during those last 32, 64 counts that I go nuts. I just, like, flare it up like crazy. Extra everything. Whatever the music is telling me to do, I just go with it. And if we had left our vanilla demo steps in during that part that's probably not really the way that we're actually going to dance it Mm -mm. and by leaving it up to people's imagination they can they can see for themselves in their own minds what they would do with those last 64 counts that were not dancing in the demo um it's from there that we cut to uh the 
graphic that you created. You were very, <laughs> very talented with all the, the graphics that you created in the entire, I guess you could call it campaign, uh, you know, showing teasers along the way of where are we at this stage? We, we released the step sheet. We are now working on the demo. Uh, the demo is now complete and it's out and you know, you released it on Line Dancer's Dream Facebook page. Uh, from there, we then go into another graphic that you, you were able to create with an app on your phone which um, shows our special appreciation uh, to the very various people who helped along the way. And then it goes to an outtake, one of our favorite <laughs> outtakes, uh, from uh, the Green Music Center. Yes. Where I was moving around in my polyester shirt and you start flapping because you see me moving my arms and then you start flapping. (laughs) And then I say, I felt like a Miami stripper. And then you start cracking up. (laughs) And then just as we're about to go into the first count, it cuts off. And one of the things that I mentioned was that it's almost metaphorical where like you think it's the end of the dance. Like you think that the song is over, but really we're just getting started. That's our first, that's our one count that we're about to hit as the video goes to black. Yeah, um, that was certainly one of my uh, favorite intros that we actually use as an outtake, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that was a lot of fun. I I know we decided that, um, which we will be putting out a outtakes or um, some type of just here's all the, the goofy moments that have occurred along this process. Mm-hmm. Um, video just for ourselves if no, if nothing else um, but like I know like you threw your keys a bunch of times your phone your rock sometimes um, I don't know how many videos started with you saying something and it me cracking up and just laughing and you can tell like it's a full body laugh because like I you know I bend like backwards cracking up and it was just it was really fun trying to find those moments um, and it just made it more interesting for us along the way too. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, cause it was like, okay, where is it this time? Which video is it this time? How far in, how quickly? And like, some of it's like 15 seconds. Others it's like, you know, 24, 25, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely a way that we can look back on it fondly. And speaking of uh, looking at some of these fondly, uh, the clip names that we gave <laughs> And some of them are straightforward. Like in the classroom, we just called it class. And on the stage, we just called it stage. The road. Uh, yeah, the road. Uh, we have one that's entitled Death. And that's because <laughs> we were dancing pretty much on the edge of like a cliff, a small cliff. <laughs> and we could have fallen over the side at any time. Um, and then there's another one called Stickers. Because that's the one that I'm dancing in my blazer with all the wine uh, stickers on it. And one of them falls at some point. And I, I do a little spin as we're unwinding, and I pick it up. And then it happens again. So for that one, I pick it up, and then I smack it on your butt during one point <laughs> of the demo. That didn't make it into the final, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but you can actually see the sticker after it fell off of your butt. Uh, it's, it's on the floor in front of your feet during the bridge of the, the song in the demo. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of learning. Um, I am looking forward to and highly nervous at the same time about what potentially could be next. Mm-hmm. Teaching. In, in the sense of the next dance. True, true. Um, only because of how this one came to being. Like, it's, it is 
I know I'd mentioned it when I had um, attended Vegas Dance Explosion last year. Like, every day topped it. Mm. Topped the previous day. Mm -hmm. And so I really, I'm looking at this going, how is anything going to top this feeling? Mm -hmm. And almost every single day along this process, something has. Mm -hmm. And I'm still on this cloud nine. Um, Today has been... One of those were, because I remember last night we were talking about after we had um, officially finished the demo video, um, and we got our first view mm. by uh, Rebecca Lee. Also, quick note, it did seem like there was never really going to be a time that we were done. It was hard <laughs> to imagine that it was done. <laughs> um, and yes, we've had a couple moments in which people have been like, yeah, we really liked it, it's really cute, I can't wait to see the video. And then we've had... Um, Monday night, we, we taught it to, to Sonoma State Line Dance Club. So that was cool. That was our first teach. Um, and then yesterday morning, we uh, taught it to Dolly's intermediate class. And I, I highly recommend also uh, doing those smaller level teaches before taking it anywhere else because you'll know what people struggle with specifically. And if you've done if you've done the teaches before you release a step sheet, especially that can help you maybe modify things at the last second before things go out. Yeah. Um, so we had those. So Monday there was, was taught it to clubs. So that was the first teach. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Tuesday it went up on Copper Knob. Uh, Wednesday morning I woke up to an email from Line Dancer saying it went up on Line Dancer. So that was exciting. And then we taught it at Dolly's class. That was the second teach. It was like the first official, um, these just aren't our friends kind of thing. These mm-hmm. are our, our peers essentially. And so that gave a different experience of feeling than it did teaching it to club. Mm-hmm. And then we finished our demo last night and it was kind of like, okay, yeah, the demo's going to be released tomorrow and that's cool. But like, it almost felt like it was over. Mm. at that point for me and I was kind of like oh well that's kind of disappointing you know now what now what and then we released it today and so far the feedback has just I'm I'm on cloud nine Mm. um people in the line dance community are so supportive and so loving and even um people who have a dance to this have like at least liked our process along the way somewhere um and that's that's a really cool feeling to know that you know even though we both have choreographed a dance to this song, it's really cool to get that support from another choreographer, mm-hmm. um, and you know I really wanted to show that back to them as well, you mm-hmm. know because again we're all in this together. It's because we love to do it, mm-hmm. so that was really important um, to me, and then. Today, like I said, like you know, originally going in today, I was like, okay, well, now it's out there. Mm-hmm. Now it's just gonna either take on a life of its own, or it's just gonna be, you know, our little secret essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally taken on a life of its own, and it's such a surreal feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, never thought I could get here. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that during this process, from start to finish, there wasn't actually ever a time in which I felt I didn't deserve it. Mm. It was just fun the whole time. It was There was a couple ups and downs, and the downs were like, okay, 
now that we have this hurdle, what do we want to do with it? Mm-hmm. But it was never a, I shouldn't do this. Mm. It was never stop now. It was keep going, have fun with it. It was what can, what can, what can I do with it next? How can I, how can I make this more interesting? Um, which is, is an amazing lesson. And it makes me wonder how many people out there have wanted to choreograph something, but have convinced themselves not to. Mm-hmm. And why? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you're a dancer and you hear a song that you like, and either A, you don't like any of the dances, or B, there isn't any, what stopped you from making your own? Mm-hmm. So, um, Also... A couple things um, in the post step sheet and demo stage of this dance's life, um, it has felt more like sharing than promotion. Yeah. Like it, th- it, it's not like with the chain to the rhythm thing where I, we're actively telling people do not learn this dance. It's not really a dance. It's just movements that we stitch together. Like this d- does not make us feel anything. With this. It's not like I would want people to learn it because, you know, of whatever. I mean, it's not going to make us like rich and famous or anything, but like it is something they would probably enjoy. Like I've shared it with folks who are on dance teams with the thought that you guys will probably just really like the feeling of this dance in your body. Like it's a, it's a song you're probably going to be hearing for the next however long. Um, you're a country themed group. I mean, because there are still those in the line dance world and it's a country song if you give this video a look and you know maybe test out some of the steps on your own, just see how you feel with it. I imagine your team will like it, and that's um, that's kind of how I've been approaching just like the the thought of sharing this dance with anybody is um, you like I like this enough to vouch for it. Yeah, and, and I don't do that with just any dance because I don't learn every dance that's out there just because it's popular or whatever. If I try it out and I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe that's not for me. That's probably as far as it's going to go. But with this one, I would actually recommend to people if they want to learn a new dance that like they think would be enjoyable. I still like doing it, yes. and I don't like I said I don't do every dance for me to like and want to keep doing a dance even after how many times we've recorded these demos. Right. Like <laughs> we still like the song and we still like the movement in the dance itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know with a lot of the. I guess, lack of a better term, promoting I've been doing, it's been more or less to show people the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, it's something that... So one of my favorite things to do is... I, I use two different apps for this. One is Facebook mm-hmm. on this day, mm-hmm. and the other is TimeHop. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that I've posted in previous years on this particular date. Mm-hmm. And I love going back through and looking and seeing how much has happened. Um, because there's certain times you just don't, like, you know that it happened and every once in a while you'll think about it. But, like, for the most part, it doesn't really occur to you. Mm-hmm. And then to go back and see, like, oh, that's right. I did this last year or I did this five years ago. That was really cool. I remember that. It gives you that nostalgic feeling. And so I wanted to document this in a way that I would look back fondly. And I can be like, hey, Chris, remember when? Mm-hmm. As well as make it engaging for us. Mm-hmm. If somebody else got something out of it, that's just a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it was so that we had a process because, one, this is my first official choreographed dance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because like the other ones I have, I haven't released yet. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, they they don't feel done to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one did. Um, I know for you, it's the first, you know, choreo- uh, co-choreography. And, and so like, and it's just been such a fun experience this whole time that I really wanted just to add to the memory so that we can look back on it and smile and laugh and be like, oh, remember that one time we almost died? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> remember when the car almost hit us? Mm-hmm. Um, remember the Bob wire? You know, like stuff like that, where we can look back in years to come and have evidence of this other than just the video. Um, and so I was posting, like, you know, I did, here's this. Okay, here's the step sheet. Okay, here. And each time I made a new graphic for it because, one... I wanted to play with the different graphics. Um, and two, I wanted it to be different. Mm-hmm. I like when people post to certain, um, the line dancer websites, but they don't use the same exact message, like copy and paste every time. Because mm-hmm. I follow so many on Facebook that it's like, okay, they just post to this site and 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 this one. And that's why I have 15 notifications. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're all the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I totally believe in promoting the dances, letting everybody know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked the idea of having variety. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have a different graphic to potentially go to each of those sites if we chose that we wanted to release them to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember posting one... I think it was yesterday of, yeah, because it was the Teach of Dollies class. I posted a couple pictures, a little teeny tiny segment clip of you um, talking to the class and a new graphic. And I remember posting it going, God, people have got to be sick of me at at this point. Mm. Like all I've talked about for the past like four or five days has been this dance on Facebook. I was Mm. like, they've they've just got to be annoyed with me at this point. Mm. And, um, my friend uh, Danielle Combs actually commented on this on the post saying, I love all these teasers. And I was like, oh, I was so afraid it was going to be the opposite, mm-hmm. you know? And so that just kind of made it like a relief as well as enjoyable to be like, oh, good. Somebody else is actually enjoying this. Um, they don't think I'm obnoxious yet. Mm-hmm. Although I do apologize to that one person who does and is just too kind to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um and I remember making the graphic that we ended up using for the video um, and it coming out so good and I was really, really liked it. It was just like, it felt like it just embodied everything that we were, everything that the song was, everything that the dance was, that all the other graphics afterwards were like, it's just not the same. So we ended up using that one for our cover for the, um, for in the, um, the credits portion of our demo video. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really pleased at how everything came along. Um, again, the feedback has been so amazing. Um, again, and it's not just because everybody liked it because not everybody did. Um, it was just, it was genuinely getting genuine feedback that people were willing to offer their opinion. Um, and not necessarily, afraid to hurt our feelings by saying, oh, well, I'm not really in love with this part. You know, like that was just as valuable as the, I love this move. You mm-hmm. know, like I couldn't, I couldn't wish for a better experience with this. There was uh, somebody in one of the comments regarding the video editing process uh, who, I, I think this, this was when we were still not 
like the most precise on some of the transitions and it was like maybe a tenth of a second off and I wasn't sure if we wanted to redo all those clips and everything and when people were saying that uh, you know we're perfectionists somebody actually did say like well you know we expect only perfection from these two and like they meant it in a compliment anyway like, oh okay we can do the extra work <laughs> <laughs> like it, it that that kind of encouragement from you know from our our folks online that um uh, that that really does sink in yes and it's very much appreciated and i loved hearing back from everything i love the jokes um so to speak at our expense um i know uh jono and, and kat had a little bit of fun with that um i i believe uh Michelle Burton asked if we were making a full-length feature film mm. or a demo, yeah. and it made it fun and enjoyable to us, and we loved all of those comments. Um, so thank you for those. It's it's been it's been an amazing experience mm. and such a high ride for the last twelve days. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, I I just I feel like I'm at a loss for words. Mm. Thank you just isn't adequate enough. Um, yeah. And we, we did open this up to questions also from uh, folks who we told we would be coming on to Move Radio and Line Dance Podcast today um, and just wanted to sort of poll them for any curiosity they uh, had in particular regarding this process. Uh, one of their questions was, why intermediate and what came first, the steps or the level? Like, Did we decide we wanted to make a certain level dance after hearing the song or did we just kind of go with what steps felt natural and then decide and try to describe what level that was after the fact. And that's more or less what we did. We didn't really, I mean, this was one of those really interesting sweet spot songs where it's not one of our, like, if I mess up anything about this, I can never listen to the song again. Cause I will feel like overwhelming shame. I have a few songs that like oh, yeah. I've put way too much pressure on myself on at this point. Like, I've listened to them, and I just want it to be perfect. Whatever comes out to that, I want it to be perfect. So, of course, nothing has been created for it. <laughs> and then there are other dances, um, like Chain to the Rhythm, that we don't recommend anybody do, because we did not like the song as much as, you know, um, it was predicted to be like this poppy, catch, or catchy pop hit. Um, that is on the other end of things, where we were so uninvested that we don't even want to look at that dance anymore. Um, this is right in the middle where we like the song, but we didn't put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So we could just say, yeah, whatever happens, happens. It wasn't like we need to strategically release an improver dance because that's what's in demand right now. Or, oh, there's a really uh, wide opening in the niche market for advanced phrased plus this and that. Like, we didn't really think about that. We just kind of like, yeah, let's see how it feels. Let's try some stuff. And then it turned out to be high improver, low intermediate. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, what were some of the other questions? Uh, are we, oh, two, uh, there's one, are we considering doing more? And also do, do we care whether people like our dance? If so, how do we make sure that they know it? Ah, okay. So, um, given what this process was, mm -hmm. I absolutely plan on doing more. Um, it was so much fun. Now, whether or not I do solo or I do more co-choreography, mm -hmm. Or anything like that 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 I don't know yet but I loved this process so much and it's such an experience working with someone else mm -hmm. um, one it's very easy to disagree two it's very easy to talk to the person if you have a good relationship with them mm -hmm. and come to an agreement 
And it's important to form things in a way of not, no, I'm not doing that. But I know there were several times in which I was like, okay, I'll try this. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it going into it. So I'll I'll describe how I felt after we do the movement. And we've kept some things that way and we've discarded some things that way. I know there was a couple times I did that with you too. I said, well, what if you tried doing it this way instead? And you're like, it still feels off or, oh, that feels much better. Mm. Um, and really communicating that precise instruction to the other person um, and just describing how it feels to us lets the other person know what potentially isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um and that allowed us to really communicate and get on the same page with it, which was, I think, absolutely crucial. Mm. The other thing is, I know that a lot of times when one of us got really, really excited mm. about something, the other was like, wait, wait, what, 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 what I miss, what I miss? Um, there was a couple times in looking at the videos that, you know, you would laugh or I would laugh. And obviously we're watching ourselves for the first time and watching ourselves not each other or whatever and we'd be like wait wait wait, what'd you see what'd you see and then we'd play it back and you'd be like oh I did this or oh I'd be like oh yeah this happened or something like that um and it really got to the point where it felt like we were sharing every single moment of it together and really working together and I feel like it strengthened our communication too um which makes me hopeful for like other choreographers that I may work with in the, in the future, getting to know their process, how they work and how to really communicate with them is really encouraging and really an, an exciting idea for me. So I absolutely plan on doing more in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Two things speaking to, um, co-choreography one, we've tried, um, video chat before, and I find that can be more frustrating, um, because, since you are almost inconveniencing another person, you almost feel like obligated to do or put more weight on the things that they're suggesting. And it doesn't feel all equal necessarily. And that, that can kind of slow down the creative process because, um, you know, maybe you feel like you have less of a voice or something like that. Whereas if you're all in the room together, then you know you're all going through the exact same thing and everyone has an equal say. And you don't feel like you know, like it's weighted in any different direction. You all have the same... You're, you're all coming to a similar voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend in-person, just from what I've experienced, co-choreography. And also, I find... One of the things I, I remember describing to you is that I can kind of understand now um, maybe part of why so many of Roy Hittis of Roto's dances have Fiona as a co-choreographer. Yes. Um, I've... I had some songs in my wish list for uh, choreographing, and I now have... They were in my solo list. I've moved them since to uh, ones that I would want to co-choreograph because I I find that when I'm just doing steps on my own, they still seem arbitrary and not legitimate because I just came up with them out of nowhere, so why should anyone do them? It's just me. But if somebody else does it and agrees with it and says, yes, I also like how this feels, it validates it. And then you feel confident about marking that one down and moving on to the next step. 
if you're constantly second guessing yourself and thinking nothing you do is legitimate because it's just you after all, then you never get anywhere. You don't make it past the first eight count because why why would you go on to the second eight count when the first one was just a bunch of steps of you know you dancing in a circle like yeah. uh, having another person there can encourage you um to believe in whatever the vision was for that those steps yeah absolutely um and then the other question was do we care whether people like our dance mm -hmm. and if so how do we let them know about it mm -hmm. um Obviously, when people like my dance, it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Obviously. I don't know why it wouldn't for anybody. Um, do I care to a certain degree? Yeah, it does matter that people like my dance. Um, but like I had said earlier, when I had that potential of someone releasing a dance and I felt like ours just got completely thrown out the window at that point, like, well, how could we even compete with this individual? Mm -hmm. I started thinking about it and going, okay. Why did I create this dance? What was it about this? Did I want it because I want people to learn it? Did I want it because I want to teach it? Did I want it because I just wanted to dance it? Did I want it just simply to discover the process of how choreography works? And in asking myself those questions, I came up with the, I did it because I loved it. Mm -hmm. I did it because it felt right. Mm -hmm. And I did it because... I wanted to. Mm -hmm. If somebody else does it, great, awesome, fantastic. I would I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier or more honored that anyone would want to learn this dance. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I did it for us. Mm -hmm. Um this was something that we could share. This was something that we could dance to, mm -hmm. we could be proud of together because we like it so much that when it came down to it, the most important thing to me and I remember telling you that we need to make sure that we go through every single person's feedback and make sure we love our dance on the off chance it's just you and me doing it mm. um, and we did and we loved it and that was the most important thing to me the fact that so many other people have been responding so positively to it is it's just mind blowing to me like I'm I'm in awe and in shock and so honored that people would want to learn this, let alone teach it. I mean, I, I want to ask like every choreographer I know if this is how they feel, <laughs> you know, and, and to see what they, what they say, just because like, I just, I feel so tremendously blessed for this whole journey and now where it's going to go from here. Mm. One of the things that um, I think this has sort of helped me understand a little better and it kind of revises something that I said last week about um, like how you select which dance you learn is that if you are creating one of the many dances that's on the pile, you kind of have to be serious about it. Like you have to tell people like, no, I do plan to teach this and tour it and whatever else with it. So that if you learn it, you're not wasting your time. You will get to do this at an event or something. Because if you're just some, you know, person, you know, like you said, dancing in your kitchen, and you don't intend to really be aggressive or or um, you know push it out there, then people are going to say, well, I mean, yeah, that's a great dance, but I'll never get to do it at any of the places I go, so I'm not going to learn it. 
So then, then you would think, okay, so the conclusion I draw from this is that I need to uh, really promote it to everyone and tell people that this should be the dance for the song. However, um, to slightly amend that, there is, for example, a dance to Shape of You that's done in a region of the state where like, people are aware of the existence of Roy Hidesabroto and Trevor Thornton. And they both have dances to that song. They are still doing their local choreographer's version, uh, partly because they enjoy it, but also partly because, like, if you go to an event and the song comes on, you can still do whatever the dance is that you learned. Like, it doesn't matter how many people are dancing with you. That you can, yeah. you can do "Take Me to the River" with everyone if you really want to do a dance with a lot of other people. But when that song comes on, like, it doesn't matter who's you're doing as long as you're enjoying it. Yeah. So you can learn your local person's dance and not worry about whether you can do it anywhere else. Or like, if you're t- if you're creating a dance, and we're thinking. You know, where are we going to get to do it? Like, do we need to promote it to events? That way we're able to do it at events. Most of the time, we're not at events. We're at our local bar or whatever place that we do line dancing. If we can do our dance with our friends, that's really most of what matters. And if the song comes on at an event, we can still just do it in the corner if we really like the dance that much. Um, if we want to learn one of the other choreographers' dances where they're, the rest of the floor is doing theirs... Nothing's stopping us. We can know two dances to the same song. Yep. And if people happen to like the dance enough that you look around and like, oh my goodness, they're all doing this dance. I'm just going to blend in. I'm not going to tell them where the choreographers are going to do it. Like, that would be an amazing feeling, but like, I, it's definitely not anything that we're like entitled to. Right? Oh, absolutely it would just not. be an amazing thing that if it happened, that would be great. Like, to show up at an event and, my goodness, they're doing our dance. Otherwise, though, like I said, you know, uh, just do the dance that makes you happy, whosoever it is. And um, really what's important is, you know, the people that you're with and um, and the time that you can spend with them. And hopefully the dance is decent too. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I do know that I, I used to look at, okay, well, who's going to be at the event? Who's, can I learn? Who's mm-hmm. this? Um, which name is attached to that? But in this experience, I know in as things have come up on to Copper Knob, I've looked at the other step sheets and there's been something about each of them that I've really, really enjoyed. So it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, wow, this is going to be really hard for people to figure out who's to really learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like there's something good about all of them. And again, like I said, I mean, I'm just... I'm so overwhelmed with positive emotions about how people have responded to this mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, when we first started, we were doing the, well, what if, mm. well, what if this, oh, but what if that, but what if this? And after a while we stopped asking what if and said, what can we do next? Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just made it, in the moment present for us. Mm. I mean, I know like for the most part, like it felt like every single moment I was fully engaged, mm. even as I'm falling asleep because mm. it's three o'clock in the morning and we're still editing the video and I'm trying to keep my eyes open and do math and, and do math <laughs> and 
not necessarily recommended at all to uh, do this process the way that's done. Um, but it, I've been so present for the whole thing. And to be present almost every single day for 12 days straight, like, it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the other notes that we had here that uh, our friends were asking about, uh, what are our thoughts now and what plans might we have on the horizon? Based on the things that we've learned from this, I would love to play more with video editing. Yes. After having gone through this, like I'm thinking, I'll upgrade from the trial version to the full version and just see what kind of cool stuff I can do with it. Like I used to do when I was 12 with like a chemistry kit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know. I actually showed um, the girls I teach, which is um, ages 14 to 18. Um, I showed them the dance, and I said, okay, I know you guys don't like country music. Ignore the song if you don't like it. It's okay. I want you to tell me what you think about the steps, because I'll show them dances and be like, hey, which one do you want to learn? Um, and I asked them, I was like, was there something you liked about it? And each one of them gave me a different thing that they liked. I was like, was there something you didn't like? And they're like, not really. So I, that was like so amazingly overwhelming for me that makes me want to really look into other songs that I could then maybe possibly choreograph something for them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like my next side project, I guess you could say, is I want to find a song that they really, really like. Um, even if it's something that like I would never really dance to myself, um, it wouldn't be like my first song choice, but like kind of as a thank you for them mm-hmm. um, because they're they're so eager to learn. Um, and it's hard because, like, all the songs they like, all the dances are, like, advanced. Um, and this is, like, their second month of lessons. So, I mean, I told them, I was like, you know, some of these harder ones, if you're willing to really put in the time, I'll break down and we'll go through it. And each week add on another eight counts until we feel comfortable. And then add on another eight counts until we feel comfortable. It may take us a month to learn one section of the dance, but as long as you're willing to be patient, you know, I'll take the time to teach you the advanced ones, but if I could teach them maybe something a little bit more in the beginner category to a song that they like, then it's it's kind of a, a thank you mm. from me to them for them helping me as well as um, just being so eager to learn line dance mm-hmm. at, you know, 14, 15 years old. I want to get them while they're young so that they, they're hooked the way I am and the way so many people I know are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where my thoughts are in my next project. Yep. Uh, very quickly, as we have about 30 seconds or so on the clock, uh, yeah, I, just, I have something similar in mind. There was a, a song that I've been thinking of doing something more advanced to, but on the way home last night, I thought, oh, here's some interesting steps. And I could probably get away with being an absolute beginner and still be interesting, which is rare. <laughs> so I'm uh, looking forward to dabbling more with that. This has been uh, Line Dance Podcast and Move Radio. My name is Christopher Gonzalez. This is Megan Barcelia. And if you'd like to go check out our new dance, it is called Can't Walk Away. It's set to Craving You by Thomas Rhett and Marin Morris. It is out on Copper Knob. It is on linedancerweb.com. And um, it can be danced wherever dance floors are found. Correct. And we'll talk to you later.